It's May 2022 and Brian Chesky just announced that Airbnb came out with its biggest changes in over a decade. Can you believe it? I don't know if I can. I'm going to talk to you right now about my thoughts on these three major changes in quotes that Brian Chesky announced. And we're going to talk about if it's really going to affect you or not right here on the Fearless Investor channel. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain. You have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Those of you that are just joining in on our channel, we talk everything Airbnb and short-term rentals, and I'm always very transparent about my thoughts on everything. And I love Airbnb, but here's the thing is that I think this is just a publicity stunt. Um, I, I think 2021, Airbnb came out with another publicity stunt, which was air cover for hosts and these 100 plus innovation changes. And so my thought is like, if, if that's not the biggest change in over a decade, how is three changes the biggest change in over a decade? Wouldn't 100 changes plus air cover this big thing, which they were trying to hide as the Airbnb host guarantee, which is exactly what it turned out to be, but with way more loophole, well not loopholes, but way more uh, things that you need to do, more evidence that you need to provide, more tasks that you need to handle. And, and they promote it is this brand new thing, but it's really just the Airbnb host guarantee with a few bells and whistles and they added maybe some Wi-Fi and pet fees and big whoop, right? Uh, so I, I kind of look at these same things right now, these three changes, which we're going to talk about here in a second as really the same thing, big whoop. Uh, it's just another way for them to get to the top of headlines, which is great for us as Airbnb hosts. I, I really like that. Um, I like the fact that Airbnb is in the headlines. There's a reason this is a over $100 billion company is because they're really good at marketing, but in in terms of this like actually affecting you as the host or you as the guest and your experience, uh, you know, uh, as as I would say to my father-in-law, mas o menos, <laughs> like not really sure it's really gonna make much of a difference. So let's go ahead and talk about those three changes. So the first change is air cover for guests. We had air cover for hosts come out with those 100 plus changes back in 2021. And once again, my thoughts on that, you can see that on another video. I was very skeptical, it's been proven right, that it really just is another version of the Airbnb host guarantee with more bells and whistles and more things that you have to do in order to provide evidence to actually get paid. The air cover for guests, I, I am a little bit concerned from a host perspective on this for, for a couple reasons. So first of all, the main things that they changed for this is yes, the guest now has liability and coverage just like we do as hosts, but there's two things. There's a check-in guarantee. If the guest can't get checked in or if they check in and it's something completely different than what they booked, they get refunded. Now this absolutely should be already a, a foundation for the guest. I'm 100% on board with this. My problem with this is that uh, there's a lot of user error when it comes to guests. And when we have check-ins and especially these guests that, you know, maybe they fly in at 11 p.m. at night and they're trying to check into our place and we've given them very specific instructions and they're either technology challenged or they, they don't know how to use a keypad. We provide videos, we provide very in-depth instructions, but we still have user error. And so if a guest checks in at 11 p.m 
and you know we don't have staff at that time, then essentially they could call Airbnb and say, hey, you know the check-in instructions are incorrect when actually all it would take is a quick phone call to our customer service team. And because they went through Airbnb instead of our customer service team, uh, we could see this being a potential issue. So not a huge concern, uh, but the, the next one is more of a concern for me, which is the get what you uh, paid for guarantee. And that's essentially saying, if you walk into the place within the first 72 hours, you have the opportunity to complain about something and report it to Airbnb and either get replaced by a similar listing or get a full refund. I don't like the 72 hour rule. I'm just gonna be completely honest with that. 24 hours is more than enough time to decide if this place is what you paid for or not. An extra 48 hours is not going to change anything for these guests. So my issue with this is that there are, you know, let's just be honest, there's bad people out there. There's scammy people out there. We had someone just the other day try to say that we had bed bugs in our place. When they took a picture of their bite, we could see in the background that the bed and the location that we were at wasn't even our place. They were trying to scam us. And so Airbnb coming in and saying, hey, you now have 72 hours and we're gonna take that seriously. I can see a guest booking for three days, staying for the entire three days and then being like, oh, by the way, third day, the place wasn't very clean. We want a full refund. And, and that's, if, if Airbnb does that, if they have, which by the way, I've been very vocal about this as well with their customer service reps. It just depends on who you get on the phone, whether they are experienced or not. And I've found that that completely determines what the experience of the host and the guest is going to be uh, when they call Airbnb customer support. So if you get the wrong Airbnb customer support rep on the line and they're in favor of the guest and they don't take this up to a higher power and then suddenly you see, hey, we're refunding the guest before even calling the host to try to resolve it, that's gonna be uh, a big issue in my mind. So we'll see what, what happens with this. We'll see how, how much they involve the host. My, my concern is that they're not going to involve hosts enough on this and that could create a lot of turmoil between Airbnb and hosts. So there's my thoughts on air cover. Let's talk about the next change that they had. So the biggest change that Airbnb seems to have made outside of air cover for guests is categories. So if you now go to airbnb.com, instead of it being hyper-focused on uh, some of you know the top places in the world to see, it's actually giving you some specific categories. And if I wanted to say, you know, go and do a, a dome stay, it's gonna take where I'm located and it's gonna find the closest places that are considered domes and give me those options and then the best dates that they find to be uh, for the best prices. So the real question is, as a guest, is this cool? Yeah, absolutely. I know right away for my wife and I, if we're looking for a unique stay, you know, it's a Thursday, we last minute decide that we wanna go somewhere, we're probably gonna say, yeah, let's, how cool would it be to do a tiny home? Boom, here's a, a tree house, a tiny home, a, a couple other uh, coarse gold tiny homes. These are these are super cool. Like I, I would definitely say getting away and doing a 35 mile drive, 92 mile drive, 117 mile drive. Like I would have never known about these places. Now I do. So yeah, absolutely. Rather than me going and looking at coarse gold or looking at San Jose, it drives me to it. For that reason, I think people with really unique stays are going to see more bookings and that's really awesome. But What's the percentage of people that really have these kinds of unique listings? It's very low. So if you're a host right now, I would say try to look into having one of these unique stays, making sure that it shows up in this search. I would contact Airbnb. In fact, if you have, call it in San Jose, a tiny home and your place isn't showing up in this search, then yeah, call Airbnb and figure out why isn't it showing up. Make sure that you're actually showing up. But does it make a huge difference? No, not, not necessarily for those with the, the common Airbnb. 
The thing that did show up for me that I thought was very different is the way in which people now view when they're looking at a location. So I'll just take, for example, Bass. That's, this is one of the areas that we're in as well. And let's say I wanna stay, oh, I don't know, let's go a little bit further out so we have more options. The 18th to the 22nd of August, and I wanna go for, call it six people. Before, Airbnb used to have one listing over here on the left-hand side, and it would give you the title, it would give you the bed count, the bedroom count, the bath count, it would show you who is hosting it, it would show you uh, the total price, it would show you the nightly rate, it would show you all these different pieces of information. Now, let's be honest, this is boring. We now see two listings per line rather than one listing, and now we have vague information rather than detailed information. So I no longer see the name of the, the listing. I no longer see how many, you know what, they just added this. I'm so glad they've already done this. I literally two days ago was looking at it. It only showed the beds instead of the bedrooms. So Airbnb probably was getting some, <laughs> some flack for that. So they're already making changes. So I am confident that Airbnb will make these changes, but it was actually saying before only four beds and wasn't saying how many bedrooms. Now it does say how many bedrooms. It still doesn't say how many baths. Um, so this is definitely something that I'm looking at and I'm thinking, well, now I have to click on this to figure out A, the name of the place, and B, the number of bathrooms that it has. So that's one extra step that I have to take as a guest, which is a little bit frustrating from a guest standpoint, but from a host standpoint, this makes it even more important to have a few things really dialed in. So people are going to search you based on your location, right? They're then going to likely filter you out if they are decent at looking at Airbnb, they're gonna likely filter you out based on a certain price. And then they're gonna to wanna to search for an entire place. And then some of you, they're also going to, if, if you're like me, I, I always only look for super hosts to stay with. And so now this, this narrows it down. And so I wanna be in a good price range. I wanna have a good competitive price. I wanna be a super host. I wanna be in the specific location. Obviously you can't change that. But now I wanna have a very sexy first picture that is going to attract people to my listing right away. And you know, some of these pictures are great. In fact, you're seeing some of my listings. I'm not gonna point out which ones. I'll let you make that decision. But some of them are really great and some of them are just kind of okay. Like this one, a lot of dead grass, probably wouldn't stay there. This one, beautiful hot tub that's built into the deck and an amazing view. Yeah, I'm gonna probably click on that one. And this is why the picture and now the reviews and the price become even more important so that at that point, I've made so much of a decision that if I click on it and I see, hey, there's three baths, that's exactly what I'm looking for, great, now I'm gonna book, or hey, there's only two baths, I only actually wanted three baths, that's a little bit of a letdown, but oh well, I'll go ahead and do it because I was so dedicated to this picture and the price and the reviews look amazing as well. So this as a host is where I would be focusing more on is making sure that that first picture and the price and your reviews are amazing. The last thing, the last change, I think is the least impactful of all of this, and that is the split stays. And the reason I think it's the least impactful is because it's not user-friendly at the moment. If they make it more user-friendly, it's going to be something that I think will make a big difference. But right now, uh, in order to have the split stays show up, a few things have to happen. One, you have to have at least a week selected so right now I have 18th to the 22nd. I'm gonna do 18th to the 26th. There has to be, um, there, there's some, some 
basically verbiage out there that makes it sound like it has to be less than 300 stays. I'm not completely sure that that is absolutely correct. Um, I'm gonna actually test that here in a second. But it also is not gonna show up on the first page. So if I'm not used to searching on Airbnb, I'm not going to see this on the first page. I actually have to click on the eighth page or the final page in order to actually see it pop up. And even in some areas, if you notice here, it's not even popping up. And so if I go now and I try this, and, and this is why I'm saying this is not a very user-friendly uh, process. So if I go to Fresno instead, which is also one of my markets, and I do the same dates, and I do that exact same process that I just showed you, which is going to the final page and then scrolling down. Now I see the split stage. So, you know, again, it's a new thing. It's a different technology. So I, I get it. There's probably going to be some bumps, but does that seem like a very friendly guest experience? No, probably not. So, but the whole idea behind the split stays is cool. You know, you want to stay in Fresno or Clovis for more than a week. Instead of staying at one place, why don't you switch it up and experience two different places? And it shows you if you highlight over this right on the right hand side over here, how far away they are from each other and how convenient it would be to be able to just try a different location. Meanwhile, this one would be a little bit more drastic and maybe you want to try a different area. But again, I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact uh, because again, it doesn't seem like a very user-friendly experience. More than ever, I wanna hear your thoughts on all these changes. Please comment down below on this video and let me know if you need any clarification on these changes as well and I will do some research for you.